0: Previously on Wild Endeavors In the wake of Leandros' death below the chapel, the remaining companions met up with the clasp. The Thieves' Guild had followed Calico's directions to enter the shadow. Now they hoped to put an end to their treacherous former guildmates, the Silence. With the clasp was Calico's estranged brother Rackham. With a little hope restored by the reinforcements, the companions made their way to Heaven's End Manor to seek the favor of the Harmony a powerful vampire clan. Through a little trickery and magic, the party gained entrance to the manor and came face-to-face with the clan's patriarch. He offered them two options to gain his favor, let the vampires feed on them, or fight some vampires for the entertainment of the rest. This is the Shadows Campaign, featuring Adam Rogers as the human fighter Hans Gregor.
1: I'm Hans Gregor. This was Leandro. What's-
0: Evan Chamberlain, As the tiefling warlock, Rackham Bane.
2: Oh, uh, hi, I'm Rackham. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm better now. Devin
0: Salisbury as the human gunslinger, Quintus Arias.
3: Throw my hand down, shaking blood off, and I'll hold it out and I say, uh, you can call me Quinn. And Amy Jostino as the tiefling thief, Calico Bane.
4: And I know people that can do things that help when you fall off cliffs.
0: And I'm Thomas Marcetti. I'm your DM. I also play fan-favorite NPC Demetrius Truth, who you may remember from his podcast debut in our Halloween special. And now, Chapter 24, Obsidian Flame. Dancers swirl around the center of the ballroom in Heaven's End. Lavish ball gowns and stately tailcoats adorn a room full of beautiful, ageless faces. The lower levels of the mansion cater to all manner of carnal and hedonistic delights. Here, the vampires and libertines of the harmony indulge in a more demure recreation. Food and drink, both sanguine and not, are in abundance. This would almost pass as a normal, high-society party. If it weren't for the occasional look the other guests throw your way, there is hunger and violence in those eyes. Demetrius Truth, the head of the Harmony, sits at the table with you. His long black hair shines in the light from the chandeliers. He wears a dazzlingly white silk shirt, a vest, and a cravat of brilliant red. Then, uh, let us... Let us not play this particular game. I will offer you two options. One, let us taste of your sanguine gifts. Or, if you prefer a little sport, uh, should you emerge victorious uh, from our little contest arms, I will grant you what is in
2: my power to grant. I lean over to Calico and I'm like audibly whisper I think he wants to suck our blood in a non-weird way
3: (laughs) do we know if like if they take our blood if it's like if are we going to become like them roll a spout lore oh boy it's a nine okay
0: And so tell me how or, like, where or when Quintus
3: would have, like, learned about vampires. He probably would have been on mission somewhere and maybe have, like, maybe he went and met up with, like, some fellow Justicars or something along those lines and maybe, like, they had a wounded come in bearing, like, marks, like, associated with it. Right. Okay, so probably more, like...
0: What you found out was from, like, an, the old grizzled, like, veteran on the squad who's like, yeah, I ran into a vampire 50 years ago. and Something like that? Yeah, probably. Okay. Not. So one of, one of the things you remember from that incident is that vampires talk about their condition as a gift. Okay. They're not just running around making a bunch of vampires. So they either are doing something to make sure people don't turn into vampires or they're doing something specific to turn people into vampires.
3: Okay. So, 50-50 shot. I got it.
0: (laughs) The move says it's up to you to make it useful.
3: There you go.
2: (laughs) I don't know. What are you guys feeling?
4: I mean, I don't see any harm in it.
2: Yeah, I, um, no. My king king won't allow that.
4: Well do they need to feed off of all of us or just want to
2: they would like to feed off all of you so
4: we can't all agree yes does that mean we're fighting whatever they want us to fight
0: if you want a favor from him oh shit alright I guess we're fighting then
4: what if I tell them that Rackham's blood is basically the same as my blood so there's no point in taking his blood
0: but there's also a matter of quantity uh...
2: yeah it's, it's nothing against you my good Demetrius and I bow my head really low It's just, uh, my life does not belong to myself. I can understand that.
4: So he can be out of this?
0: Oh, no. Uh, you must decide as
3: a group. I think it is.
4: Rackham, it's not very much. You're not giving your whole life. It's just a little blood. Sister, can
2: I speak with you in private, please?
4: Like at a doctor.
2: Or something. Uh, it... Demetrius
0: says, "By all means," and then so he actually stands and steps away from the table a little bit, says, "Take your time, uh, consider it, and let one of uh, our, our waiters know when you have decided." And he goes back and sits on his his chair on the dais, um, which is about it's about fifty feet away. Um, you
2: know how I told you I'm better now.
0: Yeah. Uh, are you guys yes. just you two, or, like, are you still at the
2: table Time, Just us two. Okay. Um, you you know how I'm better now. Um, you remember the voices? Yes. <sighs> I might have... <sighs> I might have made a, I might have uh, accepted the voices, and it wasn't just voices, it was a voice. Not plural, but singular.
4: Singular is better than plural.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't my own, that's the thing, though. Um, I might have... I have, um... I had this thing, um... Voice. I looked over at the other two. I mean, probably sitting there awkwardly
3: waiting for them to finish their little small talk. I'm I, assuming they're kind of whispering. I think two
4: tieflings going like... Saying,
3: I don't know about you, Hans, but I really don't trust that brother of hers, let alone her. But I
2: mean, that's just... I might have made a deal. I don't... I don't think... I don't... I don't think my king would like if I gave my blood over because I don't necessarily maybe um I don't own my own soul now I think I'm not really sure how this works okay maybe maybe let me talk to him first and ask him G- can you give me a minute
4: yes okay ready to like leave are you like no 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 no, no
2: it's just don't look it's I can't do it when anybody else is looking okay Okay. <laughs> yeah. I would like to
0: uh, attempt to commune. So that does take some time. Uh, is the rest of the group okay with waiting for him while he does that? I mean, if he's gonna, if he's got something
3: to do and he's gonna tell us, then I mean,
0: well, you don't know what he's doing. Calico, I guess, came back to the table, and he is standing off to the side, like it. I'm picturing Talking like in the in the shadows, like on the edge of the ballroom. Is that kind of?
2: Yeah. Okay. And he's like glancing back over and he like sees Calico, I'm sure, looking at him and he's like, I told you don't look! Calico, what's going on? My bad. What's going on, Calico?
4: Um. My brother's going through some things.
3: (laughs) I mean, did we come up with a decision or what are we waiting for
4: here? Uh, he, uh, needs. Yeah. To pray about it.
3: Okay. Okay. I guess we'll wait.
4: You see, what happens is that if we don't give him time to make decisions on his own, then he gets very louder and makes yeah. more of a scene than he already does, so it's Oh,
3: discussed. yeah. I've noticed, I noticed the scenes he likes to make.
4: Yeah, it gets much <laughs> worse. Just, yeah.
3: Okay, well, well maybe mm-hmm. this will get it out of his system. I don't know.
0: So, Rackham, as you prepare to seek knowledge... From ancient and alien old gods what question
2: are you going to ask? Can I give my blood to make this job easier? okay so
0: with that with that question in your mind um, you sit down um, I think that you just kind of have to because you like to, to study this tome as so you pull out this this book that you you don't really remember where you got it from. But the pages are filled with ramblings and numbers and diagrams. And from what you can tell, they it, it seems to be notes penned by people who have heard the whispers of the old ones. And you have also, from time to time, written some of your own notes in there, in your own blood. And so as you are going through this through this tome you begin to hear those whispers the what what you took for so long to be the voices in your head and you i think you kind of just unconsciously are are rocking a little bit as some of these these strange thoughts and sounds and ideas start to kind of roll through your head go ahead and roll Eleven. so you get to pick three of the four So your four options are, you do not experience temporary madness. The answer is in a form that is easily understandable. The answer is truthful, or the answer is helpful. And so you get to pick three of those.
2: I'm going to pick the first three. Okay. So I think
0: you find a series of passages on different pages in different writing different like alignments like you're spinning the book around to like read these different things and for some reason like you're putting them together and you begin to get this image in your mind of person floating down a river of blood and the blood begins to pour off of a waterfall and above this river in the night sky stretches a nebulous mass of swirling fiery white mist and snow uh, pulsing to the beating of five hearts that as it spans the darkness between realities and you watch as this blood and people flowing in this river of blood topple over the side and the nebula and the beating of the hearts overhead don't change regardless of how many people tumble over that that waterfall of blood so that's your answer
1: Ah, oh, shit. At least <laughs> it
2: would be in a, in a form that's easy to understand.
0: Maybe by comparison, that is easy to understand. Also, you didn't pick the option that said it would be a helpful answer.
2: <laughs> okay. I think that... I, okay, I think I understand what that means. <laughs> I'm going to walk back over. I think we're good. I, I think we're good. So we're going to give up all our blood now. Well, I, I need... give
4: up all our blood. Just a little bit of our blood, right?
0: He did not actually specify an amount... And you didn't ask.
4: Oh. Well, then why do we waste the time? Let's just find something. We're gonna have the, uh, server go get him.
0: Okay. He
4: he comes comes back over. Uh, we ask how much blood are we supposed to give if we're to give blood?
0: Well, there are many mouths to feed here. It would be hard to say exactly how much.
4: Well, you see, we can't die just to feed you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I forget you are you are new here death uh-huh. is no obstacle in Sarumor. oh uh-huh. yes
4: yeah, so we're trying not to be trapped in Sarumor.
0: well you're never gonna leave it again anyway what's a few uh-huh. deaths here or there
1: I think we should fight I know I've been quiet this whole time but if I give her a oh there you go. yeah are, uh-huh. we'll fight <laughs>
2: Okay. Ooh, okay, I really didn't want to get my blood up. That, <laughs> <laughs> I look at Calico and I say, that answer was not what I was expecting. <laughs> okay. I know she has no idea what the fuck I'm talking about either.
0: Mm. So Demetrius just kind of raises a hand, just two fingers into the air, and the music stops, and the dance floor clears, and kind of everybody in the room kind of like circles up around that first actually just like a couple tables back from that first um, edge of tables but circling around the dance floor Um, and Demetrius says you uh, will be fighting the Gridley twins Uh, do not fear to use your full might Uh, they will certainly try not to spill your blood but they are under no instructions to keep you alive
4: well, once we die, we continue to live, right? So, what do we have to lose?
3: Have these twins been with you for a while?
0: Long enough. You see, walking out towards the center of the dance floor, a young human man and woman. Oh. Okay. Um, and they're both dressed in white suits. Um, again, they're kind of like that southern style, like the extra cuffs and buttons. And, um, and their, their poofy shirts are mm-hmm. a bright red and they come out kind of about heck about like a quarter way out on the dance floor and stand just with their hands like clasped in front of them waiting for you let's get this shit over with guys <sighs> <sighs>
1: so they're I'm very good. clearly like ready
0: to fight right uh, well i mean their their stance is kind of relaxed but they they look about as relaxed as like a pair of vipers so you form, make your way out onto the dance floor, um, again, kind of a quarter away. Um, so there's about 50 feet in between the twins and you. And kind of out of the corner of your eye, you see Demetrius motion again. And there's uh, somebody in the orchestra hits the gong. And the two twins jump into action. Like they are coming right at you guys. You remember watching then? fight you've all well except for rackham you remember how fast and graceful he was um and how he could strike like a snake uh like so fast that a lot of people he hit never saw it coming these two make him look like he was toddling around in a walker they are so fucking fast um so you barely have any time before they are gonna hit you the first time Well, Quinn and uh, Calico have shoot first, so
4: okay, yeah, they're
0: probably actually yeah. In this case, they're probably the only ones who can react before the twins are on you guys. So again, like these two are coming like right at you. They are going to hit you and do harm to you unless you do something right now. So what what do you want to do?
4: I'm going to grab the two knives because I have my little oil. My oil my poison pouch stuff there with me, mm-hmm. my hip, like I always do. Um, dip them both in the oil of Taggett thing, and then use the Invenom to hit them both.
0: Quinn,
3: what are you doing? I'm gonna fire my gun, because, you know, my gun. I'm gonna get my crucifix, like, bullet, that's what, that's what I'm gonna fire off at it. Okay. And I'm, it's gonna be kind of like a, like, oh shit, you guys are quick, kind of like step back and fire kind of thing. Okay.
0: So galen who is the the guy is coming at you quinn and constance who is the the woman is coming at calico so which one are you shooting at uh, the one coming at me if
3: okay. it's coming at me
0: Come on, okay so you two pull out your weapons and are getting ready to like meet their attack with your attack unfortunately they are so fast and with their eyes locked on you they dodge out of the way of your attacks like you're not even trying oh shit and quinn you get fist in the stomach from galen that's gonna do four points of damage to you and calico you catch an elbow in the side of the head from Constance for six damage. So now what are you guys doing?
3: Well, I mean, seeing you how he's in like right in front of me, I'm like to jam my barrel like into his chest try to fire it to get him away from me.
0: As you swing the barrel or, like into his gut, almost like if he had a bayonet on it, he just grabs the barrel and moves it out of the way and punches you again.
3: Well this doesn't seem like a fair fight. Four three damage.
2: Okay, I'm gonna do a thing then. See in my shirt, I'm gonna rip it off and up and you see all the markings that I have on my back of like different scars and things like that. I'm going to I'm gonna take my spear, I'm gonna cut my hand a little bit, I'm gonna wipe the blood on like my, my chin area, and you're gonna see different markings show up on my chest and such. And I'm gonna look at look at Hans. Uh, I'm just gonna look at him. And go, go get him, big guy. I'm gonna cast Blood Fury on him. Basically, what this does is when the target deals damage in melee, they roll their damage twice and take the better result. And uh, as he looks at me and he sees my eyes have turned yellow instead of red,
0: roll to cast. Twelve. So Hans, you are full of rage, like you never have been before, and you just want—you just want blood from these motherfuckers. Um, So what are you doing?
1: I'm just like, what the, but then like the rage kind of overtakes me. Mm -hmm. And I turn my, my, uh, myself back toward the people that are attacking us and I'm just going to charge at them.
0: So you are, you're coming in at like kind of from the, the back or like one of the back quarters on Constance. So what, like what kind of attack are you coming in with?
1: I have my sword, my big fancy shiny cleaned up sword. That's hopefully gonna get bloody now. If I was running I would have it in my right hand, be ready to kind of come up and and slash back down at the one that comes in contact with me first. Sure. Roll your hack and slash. And with this it was this is what I could re roll if it sucks. You
0: roll damage okay. twice and take the the higher. Right. So basically you have advantage on your damage rolls. Eight? as you're coming in behind her, you catch at the last moment, she kind of just catches your movement out of the corner of her eye, but you are still kind of surprising her. And so she starts to kind of dodge out of the way. Go ahead and roll your damage. Roll with the first roll. <laughs> Seven. Okay. So she actually is able to dodge out of the worst of the, the attack but because she didn't see it coming, you were actually able to land a hit on her, which your, your compatriots have not yet. But because you're on eight for hack and slash, she, as part of her dodge out of the way, she flings her arm forward and a, like a billy club slides out of one of her sleeves and she just like smashes you in the face with it for three damage. Well, great. So now Constance is engaged with Hans, Galen is still engaged with Quinn, Calico, you are kind of now free out of the melee, and Rackham is shirtless, so...
4: <laughs> okay, but, so can oh, I... Since okay, cool. she, is she still next to me, though?
0: She is still near enough to you.
4: Okay, so can I try to stab her again with the poison knife?
0: Sure. Yeah, roll your hack and slash. Ten? Roll your damage.
4: Oh, to five.
0: Okay. And what poison did you have on it?
4: The oil of tagget, which makes her fall asleep.
0: So kind of like when Hans attacked her, because you are kind of coming from behind her, she only sees you at the last moment. So she dodges some of the damage, but not all of it. And. To your trained eye, you can almost see the, the poison poisoning to work through her system. And, like, she starts to look just a little bit groggy. I
3: was, I was just going to say uh, to either Hans or somebody that uh, I'm going to need some help. And I'm going to make ready to fire another shot. But I'm not going to fire at him. I'm going to swing, like, through him like I'm aiming at him. And kind of stop on the girl and try to fire off at her while this guy's all up in my face. Okay. What's Rackham doing?
2: Kind of now figuring this out. Um, and I'm going to just yell it out. I'm going to try something! And I'm going to cast Nightfall. By doing that, I'm going to start, like, saying crazy words and uh, just using my spear to kind of, like, circle in an area. Maybe, like, dark energy comes from the spear's, like, blade, and you start seeing, like, a swirl of shadow and mist, and it just goes in that area where all the uh, where everybody is. That way, they wouldn't be able to see who they're looking at. The the area falls into this, this supernatural darkness,
0: this swirling cloud of black just as Quinn, you're trying to line up your shot, and you basically... The Constance that you were trying to aim at is... Now, like you have no idea where she is.
3: You're done. Oh, um,
0: well. Wow. Hey, but they can't see us, though, right? They can't see you. But right before you cast that, you shouted out something. So give me a Defy Danger Dexterity. Twelve. <laughs> so like he- you feel you feel a hand kind of brush past the the real sensitive part of your throat to like slam into the side of your neck. Oh. You got away from the worst of it, certainly to take one damage, and it's much better than the hit would have been if you just took it straight on. So They moved that fast. Jesus. Yes. All right then. And so now there's just a moment where none of you can see anything. I think you hear just a little bit of Constance uh, breathing getting a little bit deeper, and there's a soft kind of, like, thud. And and then it's just the, the swirling of that black cloud around you. What are you guys doing?
4: Okay, well, in that case, I'm going to summon my little scarf thing to go toward where I think that thud was an attack?
0: Yeah, go ahead and roll that as a volley. Seven. So you, to get the angle you think you need, uh, where which is, you either have to move and put yourself in danger, or you can stay where you are and just take what you get, which is less damage, or something will happen and you will temporarily not have uh, the handkerchief.
4: I'll move into danger.
0: Okay, roll your damage. Aha, eight. So you hear the a sharp intake of breath. And then roll a Defy Danger plus Dex. 12. So as as you hear that, you then hear like a scuffle on the floor at your feet, and then you feel your legs swept out from underneath you. You don't take any damage, but because you are good at landing, I guess. But you are now prone in the dark.
1: So I can hear but I can't see anything, right? It's like all black. hmm And Calico is in the scuffle right now. You're not sure. Well, somebody, yeah. Yeah, you
0: hear scuffling near you. You've only heard Constance grunt and then there was scuffling.
1: So yeah. I feel that. like I'm just gonna I'm gonna put my sword away for right now and I'm gonna just rush into the scuffle and see what happens. Like <laughs>
0: What's your what's your goal as you rush into the sky?
1: I want to start hitting Constance and I feel like I'm going to throw some punches and if I if I hit Calico she'll probably let me know pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I might like shout like something like as I as I rush into toward where this is so she knows it's me. Or maybe I'll just yell like I, like I'm angry and she'll recognize that cuz I don't know it'd be stupid to say something like here I come. <laughs>
0: like roll defy danger eleven okay so as you run forward I imagine like pinwheeling your fists into the darkness and then fuck Uh it you catch like one of your feet on something on the ground and you stumble a little bit but then catch your balance and kind of realize that there are there's at least one body on the ground just behind you now but you manage to keep your feet as you're made your way through that that obstacle
4: Am I the body on the ground behind him, or in front of him? I don't know.
0: You did not get stepped on. Okay. So...
4: So I will try to quietly tell him, You just tripped over her!
0: Would she know that? I tripped?
4: I mean, I was fighting her on the ground, so I feel like I'd be in a okay, enough proximity. Roll, uh,
0: defy danger, dexterity. Nine. Okay. So as you whisper up to Hans... That you just like, you know, you almost you tripped over her. You feel something feels suspiciously like a billy club come cracking into the side of your head. And I you're got... gonna take four damage. Okay. So as this scuffle is unfolding on the one side <laughs> of this darkened dance floor, back on the other side, Quinn, you just lost sight of Constance. Galen is near you somewhere. You also can't see him, and you know that. Rackham just cast something, so let's Let's switch over to you guys. Like, what's what's happening as the scuffle starts breaking out with the other the other group?
3: I'm trying to very intensely like listen in and see if I can gauge any footsteps of this person. I think at this point it's it's becoming difficult,
0: particularly as the scuffle to the side starts heating up. There's okay. just there's there's more noise coming over to, from over there, and calico's the only one who's trying to be quiet at this point. So
3: probably a lot of it is drowned out just by Hans being like, fuck it. Well, can I try to take a more calm approach? And uh, if I can take... I, if I would assume I have probably some empty shells on me. I just sure. want to, like, toss them in front of me, like, away from me, and see mm-hmm. if, like, I hear anything come by or come near them. And then I'm going to fire at that spot if I can. Okay. I'm going to have you do this
0: as a discern realities. Okay. that's Twelve. Okay, so you get three of these questions. One of them is what is about to happen. So it seems like that was probably one of the more pertinent for you. Are there any other ones you want to ask? Um, I guess what is useful or valuable to me? So based on what you're doing, you determine that the twins also cannot see. Uh, So everybody's on equal footing in that sense. And you also, because of the success of this little ruse, sounds, particularly manipulating or eliminating sounds, will be incredibly
3: useful in this fight. Okay. And I guess the other one would be...
0: What should I be on the lookout for? A way to to slow them down, or keep them... somehow keep them in place long enough for someone in the group to land a solid hit on them. Um, So far you've really only been able to land like grazing hits. Okay. And then the third one, like what it's about to happen. So I think as you hear your shells kind of uh, that that tinkling clatter on the ground, you kind of hear and feel like a, that rush of air, what you assume to be Galen going after the the shells. So because of that, and because you did so well with the discern realities, you can make a volley against him, plus one from your discern realities. Oh That's a good hit.
3: Roll your damage. Ooh, buddy. Just a. Uh, Eight for the normal shot damage and four for the special bullet. Okay so
0: there is the explosion of quinn's gun and a massive flash um i know the darkness that you cast is supernatural but i think it's a lot more interesting if there's suddenly a flash in the middle of this darkness and you all get that freeze frame scene of like hans just getting his balance after almost tripping over constance at the same time that constance is like smacking calico in the head with one of her billy clubs and there's like that explosion of blood as the bullet from quinn's gun like slams into galen's shoulder and i guess rackham is still just standing like bare chest with his arms up like ah.
1: yeah definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's that just flash of that for just a second and then it's back immediately to the darkness the twins are going to take advantage of that moment so what oh, are you what are you doing in response
3: to that like duck to the ground, you know. Like, I, like I, I'm assuming that now he knows where I'm at very clearly. Mm-hmm. I just wanted, like, you know, just drop down and get out the way. <laughs>
2: okay. I'm going to use a invocation. I'm going to cast Brimstone out of my hands, and I believe I can do extra damage with an invocation. So
0: your invocation, when you roll for another move, um, you basically are are doing that move um, with a little extra boost from your patron. Okay. So what's your whiz modifier?
2: Uh, plus one. Plus
0: one. So you can choose one of those things to basically tell us why or like how that brimstone is doing something a little bit extra or why it might be more effective you know like change change the narrative in some way with that brimstone i'd probably choose like why
2: has your patron taken an interest in this affair
0: okay
1: so
2: tell us why your patron would take an interest in this affair Um, oh i got okay i have an idea though the people were fighting not these people but the people are going to fight are considering themselves gods correct yeah so my patron would probably not like that because they're false gods. Um. Yes. So first roll for your
0: invocation. Ten. So yes, your patron is not very pleased with whatever's going on at Carsaro Keep. i meant to get you there. He needs to get you through this. So what? What are you doing with your brimstone? Like what? So in um, what way like- is is the, that effect increased?
2: I, I would say because it, all it says is it's like a burst of magical uh, flame flies from your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably you would hit. Uh, I'm, I'm aiming for uh, uh, Galen. Not only does it damage him, but could it also maybe reduce his speed? Yeah, I'll say that okay. it's, it slows him down. Yeah, yeah. I would I would say that'd be like the best thing. We need to slow him down. So um, maybe not even do a whole lot of damage to him. I guess just like I said, get it to where we can actually hit him. Okay. So roll to cast brimstone. Ten. Okay,
0: uh, so that's a good hit. So roll your damage. Eight. So what does Brimstone look like?
2: It's, it's going to look like um, almost like the yellow from uh, Rackham's eyes kind of drain, and it's just white and he channels it through his, his arm all the way down to the spear and just uses the spear cast through it, and it just casts out in like this big black ball of Brimstone. Uh, I was going to say also I have the Hellfire as a advanced move, Can you read that for the group? It says creatures normally immune to fire are harmed by this type of flame, and it also ignores armor.
0: I feel like you buried the lead a little bit on that. It also says, your brimstone now conjures the black fires of hell. This fire does not burn with heat and ignores armor, scorching the soul itself.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I had something around words. (laughs) And while I do that, I say, uh, and almost doesn't even sound like what like Rackham's voice. It sounds like like a a, a voice from the hell. Your soul is forfeit. Okay then right after the
0: flash from quinn's gone you all see another flash of fire as these black flames like slam into the side of galen and he lets out a howl his clothing his flash is not burning but there's fire like all over his torso and he is actually diving at hans as you see this light up on him so hans me a defy danger dexterity since because he's now illuminated and screaming like you have a pretty good chance of seeing where he is 7 that's a partial success so you have a few choices here so you can dodge him completely but he is going to take your sword you can take a hit from him but it's going to be It's not going to be as damaging, but it's going to put you in a bad position.
1: I don't want to lose my sword, so I'll take the second.
0: Okay. So he comes slamming into you, and you are kind of, I guess, more bracing than trying to get out of the way. So as he hits you, you know, grip even harder on your sword, and he's not able to kind of knock it out of your hand, but you hear something in your arm crack. So Mark the Weak. Ability um, under strength, and you are going to have to favor your other arm uh, f- for the,
3: the foreseeable future.
0: I don't think this is going to slow you down, like in terms of like too much in terms of fighting. Like,
3: but your your one hand down now. Say, so, yeah, I'm just probably at this point like readying myself, standing back up again after try expecting to come at me, and nothing happened. Okay. Did my poison um, ever
4: do anything with?
3: You're pretty sure she fell asleep
0: and fell on the floor, which is why she's down there now. But she was then stabbed by you, a gun was shot pretty close to her, and Hans just trampled over her. So one of those three things woke her back up. It is still in her system, so there's a chance it will kick in again, but you would know the amount of poison that gets transferred by a knife slash is not terribly substantial. (sighs) so twins are kind of now both kind of engaged with Hans and they are looking to hurt him so what would you all like to do about that
4: I'd do the backstab thing
0: tell me how you you would like to do that. Galen is up and kind of like grappling with Hans. Constance is still on the ground, but like she looks like she's not going to be there for very long. You can make her out more or less with the light from that that fire that is still burning on Galen. Yeah. Uh, but he is definitely kind of like the beacon in the darkness right now.
4: I imagine as I'm still on the ground, I would like have my knife and I'd roll whatever direction she's in and try to either slice or stab depending on what body part is next to me. I would prefer to aim for the neck, but I don't know, like, what direction.
0: I think you're going to get closer to, like, the the kidney area, but there's plenty of um, ouchie points in that area, too. Roll hack and slash. Twelve that's a good hit so you can choose two of those options you don't get into melee with them you deal extra damage you create an advantage or you reduce their armor by one
4: i will deal my damage plus one d6 and i don't get into melee with them
0: okay okay so roll your your damage plus that one d6 10 damn okay so your dagger digs in deep to probably like just above one of her kidneys she was able to move just enough that it wasn't like a fatal hit on her but that was big hit and because you know she's so fast you're kind of planning on just like stabbing and then like rolling back out of the way so when her leg like lashes out in the darkness you're already gone Um, and that's the the not getting into melee part of them is you don't get kicked in the face
4: yeah
3: I'd like to take a shot at the fiery burning glowing beacon okay (laughs) roll it up 10 that is a good hit roll your damage 9 regular damage and two special bullet damage. Okay. Where are you hitting him? Like a thigh shot. Like cuz these guys are super fast and I don't know how wounded okay. he is. I'm probably going for like a thigh shot to like immobilize him if not kill him.
0: Okay. Okay. So there's there's another there's that another explosion. There's that like flash of like setting the tableau. We see calico just rolling out of the way as constance like foot like flashes in front of her face and there's a a burst uh, of blood on the back of galen's thigh um he's trying to twist out of the way of that bullet and very likely him moving the bullet end up hitting that artery in his thigh the flash of the bullet is gone but with that fire light you still see him just slowly drop to one knee on the side and the blood just gushing out down and al- around his leg and he kind of drops down to one hand and looks back at Constance and just kind of reaches a hand out like he like just wanting to, to like just to touch her one more time and then just falls on his face
2: on the dance floor can I see Constance at all Yes. So I want to do Brimstone again, but I want to ask in another invocation, what would my patron like in return for for helping me? Well, you are telling us what you think it wants in return. Oh, I think he wants their souls. Okay.
0: Roll plus whiz. Seven. For what purpose are you using invocation? Like, what additional effect are you hoping to get? So, since we can kind of
2: see her, I want her to stay on the ground. Like, I don't want her to move at all. Okay.
0: You feel that extra energy, that extra power coursing through you from your patron. But at the same time, you understand, like, it doesn't care. It does not care about either of the twins' souls. But you do get a little extra from it. So go ahead and roll to cast brimstone. 10. Roll your damage.
2: (laughs) Another seven damage.
0: So she is already rolling in her attempt to thwart Calico, which didn't work. So she rolls a little bit more and dodges the worst of your fire, but you know it's burning into her soul and she's bleeding really heavily and she's struggling. It seems like she's struggling to get up off the ground.
1: I mean, assuming I still have my wits about me and I have my sword, um, I'd like to make a, one more Cut attack. her head off! How close am I?
0: Am I, like, right next to her? You're close enough. Like, you're, you're still standing above her.
1: All right, so I want to tap into the power of the dying stars, and I'd like to strike her and harness the weight of the stars to crush my power.
0: For everybody else, this is one of the abilities that Hans has discovered from the magical gauntlets he found under the chapel. So, so roll plus your strength. Eight. Well, so it is the first time that you are really calling on the power of the gauntlet. So to harness the weight of the stars, that's going to give you plus four to damage and make your attack forceful. Because it's an eight, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a worse outcome. Roll your damage. Uh,
1: twenty-one points of damage. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> so tell me tell me a little bit what what you think this looks like you're it's below
1: you know, me right punching. now right yeah I'm like below. you're
0: like she just kind of she's she's rolled a couple of times but she's still basically right like at your feet and you're you're standing over her your one arm is still holding the sword
1: and there's something something broken in it so I mean I imagine her like she's like trying to get up and I kind of lean down do a really low uppercut
0: Oh, snap. Okay. Damn. So she's fast. So even though, like, it's, she's struggling to get up, like, as the, that, that black flame is burning in her, seems to be slowing her down, holding her down a little bit. But she still gets to, like, the top push-up, just as the gauntlet smashes into her face there's like a little shock wave that ripples out as her head just explodes. Oh. Gore and bits of bone and brain. It goes just goes flying. You actually end up taking off like everything just like her shoulders and her head are just gone. Her her arms fall away separate from her body. The torso falls away separately. The bad part of this is those little bone chunks that explode from her are going to hit your friends. They are oh, wow. going to take uh, a charisma debility just from those their, their faces being pockmarked with wounds of bone chunks so you all are, have a scarred debility.
2: Huh.
4: For how long and can I create another potion to heal that eventually?
0: Um, a healing potion will take care of your debility um, otherwise okay. it's three days of rest. Sweet. And so, as what's left of her body flops onto the ground with like the kind of that wet, meaty sound, I think there's a moment you all just kind of stand there in the darkness again. The two lights from the like the flames from the twins' body like slowly shrinks as their souls are you know presumably left their bodies because they're dead. And then I'm assuming at some point, like when Rackham decides to let go of that darkness. um, Yeah. You see the the ballroom comes back into view and you kind of blink in the light and there's just a stunned silence as they see what's left of the the Gridley twins. And then a voice behind you uh, says, I suppose uh, it could be argued that I was not clear in our arrangement. Standing behind you is Demetrius Truth. His arms are crossed over his tall, lean elven frame, and he's tapping a single finger against his lips as he continues to talk to the lot of you. Please do not take this as an insult uh, to your birth or mental acumen. Uh, assumed that when you agreed to a contest of arms as a means for for the day's entertainment that you knew we actually expected to see said contest. However, I suppose you have lived up to the letter, if not the spirit of our agreement, and I will never let it be said that the harmony does not honor our agreements as he's talking two attendants have walked out um and knelt beside the dead twins each one opens a small ebony box it's about the size or but only about like half the depth of a shoebox and inside are a number of like silver doctors type tools and a number of small crystals and figurines each attendee takes from the box a spindle shaped sapphire and places it on the torso of their respective twin and then go about examining the corpses Demetrius kind of leaning his head just to the side addresses them and says how are my children one of the attendees looks up and says Well, uh, Constance will need a new body, but it looks like we can repair most of Galen's injuries and get him reincorporated pretty quickly. As he is saying that, the other attendee lifts the now glowing sapphire off of Galen's chest and holds it up kind of in front of his face like to study it. His eyes go wide, and he sucks in a Deep, sudden breath. And then someone, probably him, makes two short, like, uh, hissing noises. Just like a t-t-t-t. There's a blur of activity around you. The twins' bodies disappear. A statuesque tank of a dwarven man and a short, uh, lithe human woman, both in military style jackets. The sa- similar, like, long, black, straight hair uh, down their shoulders, much like Demetrius now stand between you and Demetrius. Demetrius himself seems to have been swept back about 15 feet away. Um, And there's an elven man with piercing golden eyes. Still kind of has his hands one on each side of Demetrius like he has just carried him back away from you. Um, One of the attendees has disappeared and is replaced has been replaced by two more of the military jacketed men. The attendee that remains says, Demetrius this chattel used soul fire on Galen and Constance. The hush in the room somehow deepens, going from silence to an almost physically painful absence of sound. And Demetrius's face, which had been kind of cool and impassive to this point, is now just cold as marble. And his eyes are smoldering. He says, "'You dare to come into my home, eat my food,' drink my spirits partake of my hospitality and then repay me with such
3: treachery I actually didn't do any of that we also are not from around here so
1: are they accusing us of cheating or something
0: no No, they they said that you used soul fire on Galen and Constance
1: and that's Um, a bad thing I guess
0: they don't seem happy about it
1: and we have like a what soul fire definition
3: that's what uh, Calico's brother decided to do okay <laughs> oh,
0: no so I think that might be something that Rackham eventually reveals to you but for the time being he's the only one who knows that his brimstone was actually burning their souls so I think that I think Rackham does kind of like chime in Demetrius cuts him off with just a silence and he turns to Hans and says You will keep your demon spawn from speaking in my presence, or I shall tear their blighted tongues from their fail-birthed heads. Even though you have proven yourself to be honorless, craven, and contemptible, I will never have it said that hospitality ever wavered at heaven's end. You entered as a guest, and so you will leave as one. But I swear on everything you hold dear, if you darken any door or cast any citizen in Havenwood ever again, you will live forever to regret it.
1: I feel like I'm looking at Evan's character, and I'm just so angry I can't think of his name. (laughs) <laughs> and kind of just giving him like a death stare and also a little confused because I still don't really understand like what, why what he did was bad. I only know that it's complicated things for us which mm-hmm. means it's complicated our journey to get out. I feel like I want to go. If I, I don't know if I'm standing next to Calico or not but I just would probably turn to her and say like he needs to go. Whoa,
4: whoa, whoa.
0: It does sound like you are all being asked
1: to leave at this point. They said our deal our deal was still good? Yes, he
0: did before all the soul fire stuff.
1: I mean, can I say to that what I just said to that guy? Like I said, you said we had a deal. We held up our side. His eyes grow even
0: colder as he stares at you. Very well. What is it you would have asked of me?
4: Uh, we need your blessing for We need
1: the blessing of the harmony.
4: The blessing of that, yeah.
3: I pipe in and
1: I say, and I promise you, if you give us that blessing, you'll never see us again. You
0: have an incredible boldness to ask for that after what you have done. I think you
1: mean what he has done. You can do what you want with him. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: As far as I'm concerned, you are of one mind in this.
1: I'm not sure he has
0: a
4: mind at this point. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> can't argue that too much
0: <laughs> Demetra says very well and kind of turns and like scans the, the crowd Irem come here on another Tall, lean, elven figure comes out of the crowd. The same kind of that southern gothic gentlemanly type suit on. The long, super straight black hair over the like over their shoulders. He walks up. And Demetrius and, and Hiram talk a little bit just between them. Then Hiram begins to kind of mutter an incantation and does a few like accompanying like hand movements. Little balls of red light begin to swirl over the tops of your heads like over all, all four of you and then more and more of them start to appear and they start to swirl just a little bit faster and then they begin to kind of break away and like start swirling over your heads individually and they slowly get a little bit closer until they kind of like settle almost like a like a hair net on the top of your head they seem to like sink into your head and then disappear your scalp feels a little bit itchy but other than that you don't feel anything else really Hiram looks to Demetrius and nods, and Demetrius nods back and says, It is done. Now leave. With pleasure. We proceed to leave. So as you walk out through the house, if you remember, it was a very, like, raucous place. A lot of, like, uh, like orgies and drinking and card games and things like that going out throughout every room that you walked by. <clears throat> On the way out, everything is quiet. In most rooms, like, there are people with that, that long, very shiny, straight black hair. And they are all staring daggers at you. And there are other oh. people in these rooms. Most of them seem just kind of confused. And they're kind of, like, looking around, like, why? Why would we stop? with the sex like what's going on <laughs> but every room is like silent uh, on your way out
3: um, But I, I you... want to have my, uh, my gun ready basically too as I leave until I'm out of the building okay
0: <laughs> um. You. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody makes a move on your way out. The guards at the front of the stairs are have already like moved out of the way. Um. The ones that you talked to initially, as you take your way back down that the tree lined walk that led up to the house. Even like looking back over your shoulder, like heaven's end is, still like just seems like deadly quiet.
1: I like walk over and and angrily push a Ramekin down to the ground. Old ramekin. <laughs>
4: Oh damn it, this is gonna be a problem
0: for me. Is what I'm thinking in
1: my head. <laughs> right. Doctor Roll for that or am I just much bigger than him? Oh no,
0: yeah, you could you can push him down no
1: problem. So I feel like I do that and I draw my sword and I point it like right at his nose and tell and like if you ever do anything to mess up our chances of leaving this place, I will kill you repeatedly every time you come back. <laughs>
3: I'll put my hand on Hans' shoulder and be like, the, the calm down there, Hans. So let's ease it up, bud. He, uh, he didn't know any better, and we didn't know any better. I push I like, the, the tip of it like
1: into his nose and then kind of
3: release and put it back into my... We're all, a, we're all a bit on edge here, so just we got what we needed. Let's just try to move on from this. Rackham, do you have any response to that?
2: Okay, yeah, I... Uh... What would I say? I don't know what I would say. Shit. <laughs> so it sounds like Rackham doesn't really say
0: much about that. Is just kind of flustered and... Yeah, I'd say so. So the four of you turn and begin to make your way down the tree-lined path away from Heaven's End and toward whatever fate remains for you in Sorrowmore. Thank you for joining in our wild endeavors, and thank you to Kevin McLeod for the great music. Your support, the fact that you're listening to this now, and all the great messages and questions you've had for us are treasured moments that we will keep close for a long time. If you're excited for what's ahead, have been enjoying our adventures so far, or just feel like chatting, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Wild Endeavors on Twitter and Instagram. Reviews and ratings on your favorite podcast platform are the best way to bring new ears to our endeavors. But more than anything, I hope you share these adventures with a friend. A good story becomes even better when it's shared with someone you care about. So come back next week so we can share another story with you.
2: Oh, speaking of magic items, uh, if you guys want to give um, me a magic item, that'd be cool. Because you have ones that you can't use, I'm sure. Don't listen to
0: him. He's got
2: items. <laughs> Just so used to not having anything. <laughs> I know, and I thought we were done hearing you complain about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gave you gave uh, Leandra's magic items, and then he died. Or no, he died. Then he got the magic item, so it didn't even count.
0: No, no. You got magic items, and you didn't take care of them. And so you lost them. (laughs) I
3: literally lost every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we can't have nice things. (laughs) And just to point out, every time I've used a magical item, I've saved the day.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that at all. It has
1: been literally magic every time he's done it. It is. Pretty good.